0: The Off The Ball Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Clina Foley and this is Off The Bench, a women's sports uh, broadcast which we hope will entertain and educate uh, women's sports fans of all ages and genders. Um, you can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or on the podcast link in offtheball.com but actually they've got a new app Off The Ball so if you if you download the Off The Ball app now you'll be able to find our previous episodes uh, for Off The Bench in their podcast link. Um, during the furlough and the pandemic we've had to change t- back and used Zoom a lot and we're only an audio podcast at the moment, but we're back and uh, we're up and running. And we're using this time really to talk to Irish athletes um, who have been caught and affected by the pandemic and to see how it's affected them, I suppose, uh, professionally and personally as well. Um, so we're delighted this evening to have with us um, a really brilliant guest, uh, her club manager in the top uh, soccer league in America, says she has a, a genius soccer IQ and the Irish international women's manager, uh, Vera Powell, describes her as one of the best players in the world and anybody who's seen playing for the Republic of Ireland in their current qualifying campaign for the Euros knows exactly what she means. Denise O'Sullivan, hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. From the magic, with the magics of Zoom, Denise, you are talking to us all the way from America. Tell us exactly where you are and why you are where you are now.
0: I'm in North Carolina and um, I'm in Raleigh and um, I'm here because I play for the NC Courage and we are currently in pre-season right now. And um, would you be where you are now normally, or did uh, COVID-19,
1: how did it affect you initially?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's affected everyone in some way, but um, luckily I got back here just in time. I was away with the national team back in March, um, playing against Montenegro, and literally all this was just starting while I was coming back to America, so it was a very... Very close gap, and I just I just got back here in time. Um, but it did affect me, affected the team. We weren't able to start preseason as normal as a team, so we have been in groups of two. Um, I mean pairs for like two months, honestly, till Are May. You serious? Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness! From everybody. March to May, how has that been? It's been it's tough. It was challenging, but um, I think the support of the club has been fantastic for the players and um, we we have been provided with uh, soccer programs from monday to friday we would do that in our peers and um, we would be all scattered around the field like in different in different sections make sure that we're following the, the protocols of the government here and stuff but um definitely challenging i would say and um, being in peers, it's not as competitive obviously you don't have that real competitive competitiveness of playing against all your teammates playing small sided games but um yeah no it's good and and we we were still able to to keep as fit as we could so basically it sounds like
1: you've just been doing skill sessions really but no contact of any kind or no game game no major
0: game situation of any kind is that right exactly i think that was the most challenging part not having game situations but we were just able to do one v ones um and then the end of may around may 25th we were able to go into groups of eight um, and that lasted just a week and we've been in team training for about two weeks now so it's it's a bread of fresh air honestly oh my god I'd say you couldn't wait who did you who pay. were you paired with and were you sick of the size of each other or did they change <laughs> it around yeah I was paired with a uh, Jaylene and um, she's one of my good teammates and um, I actually lived with her last year so right we were, we're pretty close to each other and it wasn't too bad and um, by the end of it we definitely wanted to get into team training so you went from two to eight, and, and now you back in full team training, and and
1: how restricted is it?
0: Uh, yeah, we're back in full team training about two weeks now, Um there's still some guidelines that we have to follow, obviously, um, turning up the training if you can, wear a mask, um, like if we're wearing bibs and stuff, we can't wear those bibs again, we have to throw them to the side, and mm-hmm. not wear them. Um, Obviously, like no, no handshakes, all that stuff. Like just no keep, shared keep, bottles. No, no group bottles. Your own bottles. And are yeah. you going
1: to change room, or are you just coming and and going in your own cars?
0: Yeah, we are. We're just coming and going. We turn up, and um, we're outside the locker rooms. Just put on our boots. We come ready as we are, and then we go to training, and then we just leave from training and go home. But um, we're being tested as well once a week here. So okay. every Friday, every Friday we're being tested the whole. Whole up group, the nose, up, down the throat. the throat, the whole lot, up to your brain.
1: That's oh, I does. know.
0: <laughs> I've had one. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> it's not the best, yeah. But um, it's definitely. I'm definitely in a good, good position here with this team and the club and the league. And um, everyone's been very supportive, so it's well, been good been, so far.
1: You, you've been uh, MVP for the for the Carolina Courage for the last two years, so they want to take care of you well. Anyway, um, do they take your temperature? I was curious about that. Or is it, is it just it's a it's a basic test once a week.
0: We all we uh, we all have to take our temperature and um, before we leave the house every morning, um, ourselves.
1: Like? Uh, your professional, your professional footballer, you've been a professional footballer now, all your career. What does it feel like to train in those circumstances? How are you it's coping weird.
0: with that? Is Honestly, it? it's weird. It's very very strange. Yeah, I've never, obviously, never experienced this in my lifetime. So, and for the other girls, they haven't either. So, it's really strange. But um you know taking your temperature like not being able to like high five your teammate all that stuff is just just very strange and not using the locker rooms it's just the small things really but as i said i'm i'm in a good position here and we're being we're being looked after very well i presume even you probably normally fed at the club are you and things like that and again you didn't
1: have to do all that yourself
0: Uh, we we do we have to we have to cook I have to learn to cook when I come over here so Uh, but there's some days where uh, the club might get us lunch or something like that it doesn't happen on a a daily basis at all we have to look after that ourselves as professionals but some days like random days we might get food if we have a meeting and after training and it's going to be a long meeting and we need to eat obviously then the club would Provide for us, but with COVID, none of that is happening. I presume. Or how are you having even no.
1: team meetings or coaching? How is all that done? Obviously at distance on the pitch.
0: Yeah, none. Um, obviously that's not happening. now. we're not getting fed. We've look after all that ourselves. Um, team meetings, we do everything outside, so not is inside. Um, obviously keep your distance from each other if you can. I think it's very hard to do that, honestly. Keeping your distance from your teammates when you're at a meeting. So yeah, um yeah. and yeah, that's that's basically it. Really. And tell me, because
1: our listeners won't know necessarily, when would um, the American, the NWSL, when would it normally start? How long would it run to? And how has COVID-19 affected it?
0: Yeah, um, the NWSL starts in April. We usually start pre-season around March. Season will begin in um, April and it will go till October. Yeah. Um. So it's a pretty long season. You'd play about 22 games in that season, I think, around that. And... Um, it did affect the NWSL. Obviously, the season has been cancelled, so that was a bit of a bummer. But um, they've came up with other ways. They've been really professional about going about it about this tournament. We've had Zoom calls with the league. Every single player have been on those Zoom calls, and you know, obviously, there's a lot of questions going around about this tournament, whether we would, whether players are safe to go if they feel safe. But um, I think, as far as I know, all the NC Courage players are on board. With going so, to you so, so
1: yeah so let's let's explain one of the reasons I, I wanted to talk to you was because I did reckon at the time that you would be the first Irish athlete to be back in a team playing in a team competition but in fact I think two of your Irish international teammates got there before you didn't they
0: yeah uh, Diane is actually back and Claire obviously Claire Oirden they're back fully now in Germany so and, uh, Amber Barrett in, in Germany and as Amber, well three, three yeah. then. Yeah. So it's absolutely fantastic to see them girls being back. Um the German well, Bundesliga, we should say the women's,
1: the Frauen Bundesliga has started uh just at the very end of May is restarted as well. Right. Um but what they decided to do in America, explain it to us. So they've they have scrapped your league as it would normally be. And what are they doing? Are they playing just one big tournament, kind of a almost like what we'd call a blitz I suppose, of some kind.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're just playing one big tournament um for a month from the end of June to the end of July, and that will consist of seven games. If we make the playoffs, that would be, and the finals, that would be seven games. Um, so it's like a World Cup-style tournament, basically, yes. where you will play all the games in one month, and every team from the league will be involved in that tournament. We will stay in, I think there's like four teams staying in a hotel, and no one else is allowed to stay in the hotel. It's just us that will be in that hotel. It's fascinating,
1: um, Denise, it's, it's all happening in Utah, in one I state, know. and they're moving you all to Utah for a specific reason, do you know why that is? Um, as far as honestly, I know, it's like, because the, the COVID, the, the rate of, of COVID, I think, in Utah was low is one of the reasons, and then the guy, who owns, yeah. the guy who owns the club in Utah as well, he is funding a lot of this, or he's certainly helping with it.
0: He is. He's definitely helping a lot. And obviously the rate of the COVID has been very low in Utah. So I think they just thought this would be the safest way to do things. And um, for us going there, we'll get our own flight, like chartered flight. No one else will be on the flight either. So I think that's very important because I think probably airports and flying is the most risky thing with COVID. I, I, think, so, I
1: think we all agree, yeah. Between shopping, yeah. shopping in Ireland and, and then anybody taking flights, you're going to be worried. And your, your job would normally involve a lot of flights, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, we would fly half the season like 11 10 11 games probably around that Um so I think what their thought processes is, is we'll all be there we'll be in same hotel we won't see anyone we'll only see the essential people that we need to see um, and we'll all eat in the hotel we're not allowed to leave unless we're going to the training field so I
1: wow. feel pretty
0: safe I feel pretty safe going there I think um, yeah. and I think a lot of our well, all of our team feel safe, so we're excited. And have, anyway. some, have some players in the league, you were obviously
1: given the option to decide whether you felt happy mm-hmm. to do that, right? so other teams may not have all their players.
0: Yeah, I think obviously every team is going, but I think some teams may not have some of their players. I think uh, it was very important to get the players' opinions and give them the decision if they wanted to go or not. So I'm sure some players probably said no, but I'm not sure exactly who we would probably we'd find that out. <laughs> And as a professional footballer, you were you worried
1: about your, your pay, your career? I mean, you know, you you, you signed an indefinite uh, contract, I think, with the club. But obviously if there was going to be no league, you were all were you all worried about how we're going to manage? Will we get paid?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that was going through everyone's head, really, is if we still get paid. But um I mean the league is very supportive over here and that's the last thing that they'd want to do is, you know, cut pay pay, uh, pay from the players. So Thankfully, we are all being paid still, and yeah, it's good. So you're, so
1: you're, you're, that way you're not affected then? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're going to have a lot shorter season then. You're going to be finished technically mm-hmm. in August
0: in or, July, or in July, the end, the end, end of, of July? July, July technically, yeah, that'll be our season. So um, what, I'm not sure what will happen else, then? I'm not sure if anything else is going to happen, um, if they're going to play another tournament or like, do something, but maybe we'll still train as a team. Um, We might, I don't know, but obviously we have Irish game schedules, so...
1: Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting one as well, because this whole thing has affected the Republic team as well. Um, it's a really interesting debate because we've seen in England that the Women's Super League in England and the Championship in England, they just decided to cut them mm-hmm. quite controversially because people have said, hold on, in America they've done something for the Women's League. It's not ideal, but they've got some kind of a truncated version. The Germany have got theirs back up and running, and yet the Super yeah. League in England hasn't, hasn't uh, got back up and running. So you're probably grateful yeah. to, to have what you
0: have. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm in, sadly for the other girls in England and stuff, there's no league. And I think I'm in a, a pretty good position, uh, training every single day here with the team, you know, playing, playing games against ourselves and then going to Utah to play, play seven games, hopefully. So I think I'm grateful for that, even, even to get yeah. to play for a bit, you know. Yeah, it's a bit. It's been an extraordinary year, and nobody
1: expected anything like this to happen. Um, no. It has also affected the Republic of Ireland team, and I think you were on a Zoom call, were you, with your Irish teammates just I before was. I called? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So was yeah, that a team
1: yeah. meeting with the Republic of Ireland team?
0: Yeah, it was just a few of us on that Zoom call with, uh, obviously, the coach and the assistant coach and the goalkeeper coach. Um, just speaking about things that you know, just keeping communication really, and just keeping in contact with them. I think that's very important. But obviously we have games scheduled coming up in September, November and December, I think. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, it's a bit, it's challenging for us. Um, I think we're all in different, at different stages. I'm playing, training exactly. every single day. Diana is in season. English girls are not going to have a season. So everyone's fitness levels are going to be at, at different stages. And, you know, we're trying to plan to go and play Germany. Yeah. I mean, just come straight into camp. We're not even going to get a camp before that. We won't be together. So I just think it's important to stay in touch with each other and see how, how people are fixed. And And if for a case people don't know, you're unbeaten in the
1: group, but you have three big, big games. This is European qualifying. The tournament has been moved back from 2021 to 2022 now. Um, you still are unbeaten in the group. You have to play Germany twice and Ukraine. Um, Ukraine and yeah. those games have been moved back so again yeah. as you say some of the team are going to be in in competitive action maybe you may you may get more action in America depending what they decide to do after mm-hmm. this challenge cup that they're calling it so it is going to be an interesting time can it be an advantage in some ways that this has moved back and that maybe um maybe you know it's a young team it's a there's some very young players on that team that maybe they'll get a bit more time together or they might get some time together in Ireland
0: yeah, exactly. Um, you could look at it as an advantage as well. I mean, we were flying in the group, so yeah. I would have preferred to kept going and you know, with the we were we were really flying in the group, but I mean these things happen and as professional athletes you just have to adapt to these things. A lot of these situations happen all the time and I think it can be an advantage for us to we get to spend more time together um in the next coming year. So hopefully anyway and hopefully these games will will stand to us and we'll get we we'll get some points out of them yeah
1: and uh, as you said you've got you've got spies in the German camp as well which is a good thing you've got players playing over yeah. there so they'll be keeping an eye on the field. you um exactly. you're, you're living in America in America at an extraordinary time as we've seen in the last week a week and a half two weeks and and yeah. even in, in Ireland obviously your native City, there's been BLM marches, Black Lives Matter marches yeah. in Dublin and Cork, and I noticed them in Dingle as well. Um, where you live in Rally, was there was there any marching, or what have you seen of the protests, or have you been have you noticed much of it?
0: Yeah, it's been honestly, it's been all over America um, these past couple of weeks, these two weeks, um, and in raleigh uh, ten minutes from me, you would be driving down to get a coffee, and there's people marching all over the street. So it's a very unusual time. Um, and I think for me, it's been a real eye opener to see this. Um, obviously, I grew up in Cork, small town, not Nahini. Um, growing up there, I've seen I've seen a lot of crime and stuff like that, but I've never seen racism the way it is here, um, out in the open, actually. And it's a, I think it's a scary time. And I have teammates who have to, who have to deal with this every single day, and they've had they've had to deal with it for the past few years, or how many years that it's going it's going on for. So I think it's time for everyone to you know take a stand and. Um, you know, help help these people come to peace, really, and give them peace because it's, it's terrible to see. Have you uh, were you conscious of that before you went there, or even in your last few years there? Never, honestly, I really wasn't, and maybe that maybe that was my fault. Um, you know, just being not seeing it happen, you d- you don't think it happens, really, because I've never ever grown up with that. Honestly, that's the truth, and and I think it's time now that I have to do research as well, and I have to learn about it and and actually see what's really going on. But yeah, it's really sad to see.
1: And I'm presuming it's been a topic of conversation with you and your teammates as well.
0: It has. It has. Um, I mean, we have a good few um, African American girls on our team, um, who have oh, to, as I said, as I said, just there, they have to deal with this day in day out, and they've had to deal with it for years. And you know, you just don't notice it, and you think everyone's fine, but really they're not, and they have to, they have to go through this, and their families have to go through it. So. I think everyone who has a platform needs to you know needs to stand up with them and be a voice for them when when they're not around really and I think for me, I have to. I really do have to do more, and I have to learn about it more and research, for sure. Yeah,
1: like like us all. Crystal Dunn, of course, one of the most famous, famous American uh, players is on. Is she still with you? She is. Yeah, she's yes. still a team. Uh, a yeah. black American player is with your team. Yeah, regarded obviously as a huge hero in in women's soccer. Um, so it's very interesting. It would be very interesting to see her perspective. I'd say as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, have you learned anything, Denise and Sullivan, about yourself during COVID <laughs> 19 and the, and, the, and the great big lockdown and everything you've had to go through?
0: I mean, yeah, I think uh, just that, like, you don't need to always be on the go, honestly. Like, before this happened, I was always out doing things, like, always on the go, never just giving myself a break. And during lockdown, you just, you just sit down and reflect, and honestly, you've no choice but to just relax. During lockdown so um I think I've learned that and I got to spend more time with I live with my boyfriend so I think it's been great on the other side to spend more time with him and I think that was a really positive thing because I'm always on the go he's a strength and conditioning coach he's always on the go so we didn't get to spend much time with each other so I think that was good and then um I think just staying connected with people really um I've noticed like always staying in touch with my family I think I have always stayed in touch with them but even during this, I think I've honestly Facetimed them so much. Um, really? Yeah, we've even got a a, video, a group chat together, like all of us on a usually a Saturday night, the whole family. I mean, I have ten in my family, like five yeah, you first come first. from a very big family. Yeah, exactly. And where are you in that family? I'm are the, you in the You're the
1: youngest of
0: them. Wow. Yeah, I'm the so yeah, I mean, I talk to them all the time, but we've never ever got on a a video chat and like talk to each other all on video chat at once. So, you know, it just goes to show that those things happen during COVID-19 and you're, during lockdown, you just get closer to people, I think, really.
1: Yeah, I think that's been one of the extraordinary things. We've probably never talked to some of our friends and family as much as we have. And I mm-hmm. should have asked you, they're all safe and sound uh, and presumably all in Ireland. Were, there, were the restrictions on, on us here harder than they were on you? Did you have more room to move than we had or was it similar? I actually
0: think so, yeah. I think they were harder back in Ireland. From what my family's been telling me, they were only able to like travel two kilometres and they were getting stopped by the, the police and getting told to go back home and stuff like that but here i've traveled around and you no, know, you don't get stopped or anything like that you can travel with like further than two kilometers here was um, there any
1: restrictions on you denise or what was it like then
0: yeah there, there definitely was i mean everywhere was closed so yes couldn't go you couldn't go anywhere i think that was similar everywhere was closed and um, if you wanted a coffee you'd have to go curbside you'd phone it in and then you'd pick it up on the side of the road they'd bring it yeah. out to you and um, restaurants were closed and all that you could get takeaway. Some nights, um, from different restaurants, who who were able to do that. So, and when did that change there? Um, just the past few weeks, they started to lift restrictions a bit. Um, some places now you can go in and sit down. Some restaurants, can you? Um, yeah. like as normal again. I mean, there's six the tables are like six feet away from each other, where you still have your distance and stuff like that. But um, at least we can go in there and sit down. Um, and then coffee shops too. Some of them are opening up to the public just to go in and sit down. So. I think I think they, they're definitely easing restrictions here for sure. Well, we're starting to get
1: it here as well, as you probably know. Pennies, mm-hmm. pennies didn't open yet, but there'll probably be big queues when they go back, I think, in two days' time. But the Every shops officially actually... There, yeah. yeah, the <laughs> shops officially reopened today, or a lot of shops reopened today. Right. So it's the first yeah. time, and now we can go... Uh, 20 kilometres are anywhere within our county. And, of course, the joke is that Cork are spoiled because right. they can go miles and miles and miles in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's saying, as usual, Cork gets the best deal. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> well,
1: listen, we'll um, we, we wish you the best of luck. This competition is called, is it called the NWSL Challenge? It, it starts, Challenge I think, Cup. your yeah. Challenge Cup, is it, right? And your first game is on, I think, this June the 27th against the Portland Thorns in Utah. You're not going to have an audience. You're not going to have anybody in the stands, no. I take it, as well.
0: Yeah, we're not. We're going to be playing with empty empty stands. I mean, it'll be different. It'll definitely be different because I think the environments are absolutely fantastic here, over here. I mean, there the fans is what keep, keeps you going during a game in that last minute where you're really tired and you just hear screaming fans. So I think that'll be very different. Um, but I think for me, just getting out there to play will be... Will be great and regardless of if there's fans I think it's sad for them the fans that they can't go to the games because they've been of and course, the Courage fans as well I'm sure some of them would have travelled over there if they if they were allowed because yeah. they always they always support us and I think it's it's definitely sad for them but I think for myself and my teammates I think We'll be happy to get back in the field. And just yeah, play. exactly.
1: Exactly. You know? Well, yeah, as defending as defending two in a row champions, you've got a great what size what what size of an audience would you normally have? What size of crowd would you have?
0: For regular games, we would at home we'd probably have like five thousand, five to seven thousand, and then um if we got semifinals, I think our semifinal here was and final was like ten thousand. So fantastic, right. I mean if yeah. we travel if we travel to Portland, they usually get between twenty and twenty five thousand. Wow, and so that
1: first game would normally be a huge game then. It would attract a massive crowd. Interesting. It would have, it would have attracted
0: yeah. a massive crowd. I mean, if it was in Portland, it probably would have. But yeah, it should be a great game. Portland are rivalries anyway, so... <laughs>
1: It, it is. It's like it's almost like you're starting with the Derby. We'll look at um, okay. Denise Sullivan. Thanks a million for talking to us all the way from Raleigh in the, in North Carolina. Um, the Ireland team. Just so people know, because this is the important ones for the Republic of Ireland. Um, the games, the three remaining games in Europe, Europe, qualifying, have been moved. So the first one is away to Germany on September the 19th. Then you've got um, Ukraine at home on the 23rd, and then you've a massive game against Germany in Tala on December the 1st so as we always say here and off the bench save the date folks and let's pack out Tala and let's be there for you um until then we hope you enjoy um the new format uh, NWSL in America and for for listeners as well you can get it on Twitch I think they're going to be showing the games on Twitch TV which is um, which is a streaming service so we might mm. be able to watch the games so people could check out those and have a look for that Denise thanks a million thanks to everybody for listening and again a reminder that you can get all our previous episodes um, on offtheball.com in their podcast series link and also you'll get that in their new app thanks a million Denise
0: take care of yourself yeah you too thank you
1: That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation.